Hello and welcome to As Light As Day with your host, Dana Esther Farron. I just want to take this time to welcome all of my listeners, to everyone who has been listening to As Light As Day all year. And for those who have never heard me and this is your first time listening to this podcast, I just want to take this time to welcome you to As Light As Day with Dana Esther Farron. I am just truly happy. I'm excited. I know I have been missing for the last, you know, couple of weeks, but I had to take time out just to reflect because this is actually my birthday month. I've literally just celebrated my birthday and I might just dedicate this episode just talking, you know, about a few nuggets, like the things that I've experienced, the things that I've learned over the last, you know, couple of years. And so, yes, so I entered a new decade last Friday. See, I'm one of those um, ladies, right? I don't, I'm not really bothered about sharing my age because for me, I love birthdays and I'm just, I'm someone, I'm very happy about life. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that I'm still alive. It could be because of all the things that I've encountered. For those who don't know my testimony, like there's just so many um, YouTube videos and, you know, recordings that I've done in the past talking about my testimony and how many near-death experiences I've had. But by the grace of God, I'm still alive. So when it comes to my birthday, I'm just always really happy and I always use that time just to give God the glory. So before we go, you know, any further, before we go further into this podcast, I'm just going to quickly pray as I always do, because I just believe that if it's even just one soul, there's some Someone who will log on to this, who will click this link and they will listen to this and I know that it will bless their soul. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to share your word and the testimonies lord mighty god that you will download into my heart the, the things that you've brought me through over the last couple of years lord i just pray father god that everything that i speak on lord mighty god in this podcast i pray that it will be a blessing to those who will listen in the name of jesus and father god i just pray right now that you will seal this word in the blood of jesus and father god every person whatever they're experiencing whether it's sickness disease father god whether it's a bereavement lord mighty god hopelessness lord god depression father god whatever it is right now i just pray lord god that this word it will bring joy and peace and rest to their soul in jesus name i pray amen so again i just want to take this time to welcome those who are listening to this podcast and i just pray that you know you'll be blessed that whatever you know that the lord will download in my heart today to speak to you that you will literally take it and it will be a blessing to your heart like i'm truly overwhelmed by the the messages you know someone sent me a message you know I think it was last week and I was blown away sometimes you're doing stuff and you don't know you know the impact that it's having on listeners and so you know when you're just hearing you know their testimony of how they were blessed and how they have been blessed um, by this podcast it, it's blessed my heart and it's made it worth it because sometimes it's not easy coming on and recording and like I said my my nine to five my professional life is quite intense at the moment and so sometimes it's a sacrifice doing this but nevertheless I truly enjoy recording I truly enjoy just sharing my heart and sharing what the Lord is saying for this season and so like I said I have literally entered my third decade of living and it has been such a blessing 
it has been an absolute blessing thinking back over the years in fact i was on facebook um this morning and i think that might actually steer um, this podcast today um i was on facebook and a memory came up it was a very long paragraph you know you know i went 2016 i'll say 2015 to 2018 was just years of downloads so i was literally writing like two to three paragraphs on facebook and so one of those you know posts actually popped up in my memory feed today and i was talking about the blessing of a no and what blessed me is the fact that you know one of my relatives my family member reached out to me this morning and they you know they screenshotted the message and they said dana i needed to hear this today and so i'm actually going to use that as a part of my reflection um of what god has really done for me over the last you know 10 years you know seeing that i've entered a new decade just some of the things that i've learned you know this is as light as day and as i said the purpose of this podcast it is to bring light you know it's to bring light into a dark situation right now when you look around you read the news you know you talk to family members you talk to friends everyone somewhere is experiencing some some form of you know tragedy or some form of hopelessness and so i truly believe that in January when the Lord told me to change the name you know of my podcast because some of you might be listening to like the first episode you're thinking wait a minute it, it's not called as light as day so I, I called it destiny moments with Dana Farron at the time I was just called Dana and so but then this year got the Lord told me before all this coronavirus and everything came out the Lord said I want you to change the name and I want you to change it to as light as day not knowing what 2020 was about to bring what was around the corner and so I remembered in 20 you know in January of this year I was obedient I changed the name and I now see why God had me change the name of this podcast because it is really about shedding the light of Jesus Christ into your day and you know oftentimes you know when you say darkness darkness doesn't just mean lack of light you know darkness also connotes ignorance there's certain things you know that we what that when we don't know a thing in terms of our situation that brings about a level of darkness and so it's until we receive revelation which is illumination which in itself means light when we are aware of something that's when light you know shows up in our situation and so that's the purpose of this podcast it's just really sharing the heart of Jesus Christ sharing the light of Jesus Christ and also helping you you know to to stay to to navigate this darkness and to navigate those stages of transition that each and every one of you who are listening I can guarantee you that everyone who is listening to this podcast you know whether it's tomorrow whether it's today when I when I upload it or whether it's the next year or so if you're listening to this God has a signed you he has ordained he has predestined he has literally led you here and if you are listening to this it's because you're either going through transition or you're about to go through transition or you may have just passed through you know a transition of a transitional phase of your life and so you know I just really want to share t- today some nuggets you know about my journey of transition and how God has literally shifted me I was actually watching um an interview um yesterday and it wasn't even necessarily a christian they weren't they weren't christians but you know they one of the things that i heard you know this young man he was talking about his journey how you know he went from being a rapper to an actor and one of the things he said was that you know for him to get to remain relevant and for him to get to where he is right now he had to strip himself of who he was in order to become who he is right now and i thought god that's so amazing that he might not necessarily be in the church world but he 
understood that that was a sacrifice that it took for him to navigate the next level. And so for some of you who are listening to this right now, you might be dreaming about your next level. You're dreaming about your next season. You're thinking, God, what, what's next for me? Or you might already know what's next for you, but you might not necessarily know how to get there. And so one of the things I'm just going to share with you, some of the nuggets that God has poured into my heart and into my spirit and how, excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough today. you know, you know, how, you know, how I've, how he, sorry, I've lost my track of thought, but you know, what I want to share with you today, let me start over, is just how God has taught me over the last couple of years, how to navigate my transitional phase, how I became and how I'm still becoming. Because here's the thing, as long as you're still alive, you are always becoming, you know, I, I hate the terminology. And I think I heard, I believe it was Michelle Obama. She said this um, a while ago that, you know, when people would say to her, Who, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's almost like there's like an end, like, oh, when I grow up, this is what I want to do. But one of the things I've learned, again, you know, hitting this new decade, being 30 and all, I've learned that you're always becoming, that there is the only time there is an end is when you die. So you're forever becoming. As long as you're still alive, you are susceptible to growth. You know, you, you know, growth is inevitable. Change is inevitable. You can't stop it. It's going to happen. And oftentimes change will come when you least expect it. When you think you've now, you've now, you know, become comfortable, you've now navigated this new level, you've accepted it, then God just shifts you. And so the first thing I want to share with you, the first nugget, um, how God has really, you know, poured what God has really taught me over the last decade, um, is the importance of being flexible. You see, oftentimes when we go through life, we can become really rigid and we can be, we can become so comfortable with what God. So we say, okay, this is what God is doing and this is all God is going to do. So I remembered, you know, when I was at university, I, I started uni at the age of 18 and I was studying my law psychology degree. And in my mind, I had only had a set vision in my thought, in my heart that, listen, this is what I'm going to do and this is where I'm going to go and that's the only plan I had so at 21 when I graduated I noticed something was happening to me before I even graduated I got to my final year and suddenly the passion to become a lawyer started to you know it started to to diminish and I'm thinking God what's happening to me like this is the plan stick to the plan and so even though I was starting to feel like that I was still fighting it and I was still trying to pursue a path that I no longer felt God's hand upon and it took me I would say it took me four if not more it took me about five to six years to let go of this thought of okay law is not what I'm supposed to be doing and here's the thing you know God still allowed me to pursue to an extent I started the career of law you know not as a barrister but I was like a, you know I was a caseworker in fact the the, the 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 founder of that law firm he actually wanted um to to groom me that's probably the wrong word to use but he wanted to teach me and to mentor me you know into becoming a lawyer because he saw the potential but after you know spending about six months in in that you know I wouldn't say a career because it's not a career it was only six you know five to six months but spending all that time you know working as a lawyer for six months I hated it in fact the majority of the time I went home crying because of the kind of cases that I was working and it was awful and I remembered finally yielding to the Lord this was in 2017 and I was like you know what God I yield 
I yield to the process. I yield to whatever you take me next. And I remembered, you know, an opportunity arising and I had to take it. And though that was a temporary opportunity, but that was an open door that led me to where I am right now. And so the point of me sharing all of that is that you have to be flexible when it comes to your journey, you know, your journey of transition, your journey of, you know, going to your place called there. It's important that you are flexible. With that flexibility comes two things that I've learned over the years. And, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a master yet of it, but nevertheless, I'm learning. It is learning when and how to ebb and flow. You you know, ebbing is stopping. You have to know when to ebb and you've got to know when to flow. You've got to be aligned, spirit, soul and body with the word of God and with the instructions of the Holy Spirit. You've got to know when God is on the move with you and when he wants you to stop. Because if you think about it, God began to deal with me again. You know, I'm always using the example of driving, you know, but when you're driving on the road, that's the purpose of traffic lights. They're there to, 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 to keep you safe for one and it's there to, to, to minimize accidents. So when you come up to a, a traffic light and you see the red light, you stop because there's other cars coming from another junction. And if you try to disobey that red light and you go ahead, there is a high chance that you're going to meet in an accident. And the Holy Spirit began to deal with me, said it's the same with your destiny. When I'm ebbing you, it means you need to stop because here's the thing, where, where you're trying to get to, if you go there too early, you're about to, you're going to miss your opportunity. The people who I'm sending to help you, the people who I'm sending to bless you, they are not there yet. They are not ready yet to receive you. They don't have the capacity to handle you. But if you wait here and allow me to prepare them, once they are prepared, then you will see the green light. You go and everything will, will mix and go perfectly. And why I say that, because that's happened to me. I've been there where I have entered an environment or I've entered a place too early. And so because of my, my zeal, because I was so zealous and because I was so excited to obey the command of the Lord, I ran ahead of time. And so what I ended up going through was just unnecessary warfare. I started experiencing warfare, even with people that God had showed me my vision of how they were kind to me, they showed me favor. There was a resistance and I couldn't understand why. And the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. And he started saying, Dana, the reason why, you know, you experienced that is because you, you showed yourself too soon. And sometimes God will allow you to go into a place, but he will hide you in that place. And at the appointed time, he will then expose you. But just sharing, you know, because I'm open and I'm vulnerable, you know, one of the things that I knew I did, I didn't, I didn't necessarily learn how to hide well. And so over the last couple of years, God has literally taught me the, you know, the, 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 the benefits of being hidden. Sometimes you can be in your place called there and God will say, even though you're here, where I've appointed you, where I've called you, I'm still going to hide you. And I remembered someone said to me, okay, and I hope this is making sense. Like I said, it's not a set topic. You know, I probably won't even necessarily bring scriptures. This is just, a, a, you know, just a, you know, an empowerment hour, shall I say, where I'm just going to flow and just pour into you the nuggets, the things that God has used to cultivate me over the last 10 years. And so one of the things that I had to learn, as I said before, was learning how to be hidden, even in the place where God had called me. And so, like I said, the first couple of years, I, I, I wasn't good at hiding. You know, I think the light was shining on me so much that people were just already drawn to me. Me. They're like, oh my God, there's something different about you. But as the years went on, God began to teach me how to be hidden, even in my place of destiny. Because sometimes you can be in a place and yes, that's where you're called. But you know, I, I believe and I always say it might be your season, but it's not your time. And so I've been 
there where I was going through where it was my season but it was not my time okay I've been there where I was anointed but not yet appointed and so I used to struggle with that I remember in 2015 a woman of God she said to me she said Dana here's the thing you're anointed but you're not yet appointed and you know if you want examples you can read first Samuel chapter 16 you read the story about David you know after Saul was rejected by God you know God commanded Samuel the prophet to go and anoint you know David he didn't say who David was he didn't even describe him he just said go to the house of Jesse um, there is a king there and you're going to anoint him I'm just paraphrasing but read it in your own time and so here's the thing with David David is in the field okay his father completely you know you know ignores him or you know misses him him out of the invitation so he invites the seven brothers except for David and so Samuel tries to pour the oil but the oil stopped it wouldn't pour on the seven brothers and so when Samuel says have you got another son Jesse remembers that he had David and then David comes forth and is anointed but here's the thing the same day that David was anointed he did not become king you read his process from 1 Samuel chapter 16 right through, you know, to 1 Samuel chapter 30 or 31. And you will see the process, the warfare, the times when he had to go and hide. You know, you see you see his journey when he had to go in the cave to hide from Saul because Saul was hot you know in pursuit to kill him because you know what you know imagine how you feel you're you, you you've received the whole kingdom and because of disobedience you lose it and you're having to look at the very person every single day who is taking over a kingdom from you and that is the scenario you know with Saul and with David but what was really powerful for me David was anointed but you know he wasn't yet appointed it wasn't his appointed time and that appointed time came what 30 something you know plus years later you know where he finally became king and so that's one of the things that was one of the biggest struggles of my journey you know from the age I would say of 21 till now so over nine years you know imagine the frustration when you're being prophesied to you're being told you're powerful you're anointed this is about to happen and I can see you and you know you know these prophets when they prophesy to you you hear the prophetic word and the way they prophesy you think it's going to happen tomorrow and so that was the case for me I heard certain prophetic words and because I was so zealous you know I was so excited about being obedient to God I ran ahead and thinking that things are going to happen straight away but I can honestly say that even in my zeal you know even in in, in my you know my you know and I would say it's anxiety it was anxiety to an extent you know the the anxiety was Lord will I miss it not wanting to miss it so I'll get up and I was rushing every time God said do something I wouldn't wait for the instruction and so the point of me I'm actually flowing in and out so I'm not going to say nugget number one nugget number two you just have to flow and listen to the nuggets that I'm sharing right now and so that's one of the things God had to teach me the importance of hiding even when it's my season it's hiding until it is my appointed time because appointment is key you know I, I you know the, the role of the the role that I play and, and the, the work that I do it's all about timing everything is strictly about timing too early or too late is not good enough it has to be on time and so oftentimes if you get to a place too late or if you log into a meeting too late you can actually be blocked from attending that meeting and that's how I see time is that even with destiny is that you can't be lackadaisical when it comes to your destiny you can't be lackadaisical when it comes to your purpose you have to be you know you have to be rigid but still flexible you have to have that seriousness about the fact that I have somewhere to go to I have a goal that I have to meet I have a destiny that I have to get to so it's about being in position another thing that I learned over the last you know couple of years zeal 
zeal can be good, but it can also be very dangerous. Okay. One of the things that, you know, that zeal taught me over the last couple of years is that sometimes you can be zealous and wrong. And, you know, in my, in my season, like I said, this year has been a time of reflection for me. And I had to honestly reflect over the years, how there were times when I was zealously wrong, where, you know, I would hear something from God and I would just run with zeal. And in with that zeal, I was making a lot of mistakes because I had not sat long enough in his presence to receive the instructions that God had for me in order to carry out that assignment. And so oftentimes, I mean, people might be looking on you when you hear this, for those who have followed me over the years, you're probably looking at this and thinking, Dana, what are you talking about? Like, you've been successful, you've written books, you've done this, you've done that. Like, God has been good to you. Yes, he has. But here's the thing, it's his grace that has covered me. That even when you're zealously wrong, that's where God's grace steps in and he covers you. And I can honestly say that over the years, God has covered me, even in my wrongful zeal, when I was wrong and zealous. You know, and something he has taught me over the years is that, Dana, you can you must hear an instruction and wait for the strategy the instruction and the and the implementation are two different things the process to implement that strategy that i mean that instruction they are two different phases and so it has taken me i would say it has taken me years to understand that and i have actually started to see the success coming forth because i've had to learn i learned when to stop when i received an instruction it's stop listen and wait for the strategy wait for the strategy that you need in order to implement and that is where you will experience your success so the next thing and you know i'm still i'm still you know thinking through there's just so many things like i said i you know i came out of university and then went straight to the university of life and so these are some of the things that i've, I've been taught over the years you know one of the greatest things for me and i'm telling you this was one of the greatest revelations that god gave me i believe this revelation is what broke the spirit of rejection over my life because for years I walked around with this chip on my shoulder thinking that I'm not wanted that I'm not loved that Lord why is it that everywhere I go people are like this with me and I remember one day I was boohooing on the bus yeah I said it I was boohooing like I was actually crying feeling sorry for myself I was actually crying inside between 2016 and 2017 I was always crying inside and so the the cries the tears actually fell at night you know before I went to bed but during the day I'll be crying inside because of how sad I was because like I said to you there was a promise that God had promised me in terms of relationship you know and I kept thinking, God, the way how it was prophesied, you know, six years ago, I thought it was going to happen the next day. And so I remembered, you know, there was, there was a particular, you know, I wouldn't say, like I said, I wasn't in a relationship, but there was, there was a certain person who I really wanted to be with at the time. And I was like, God, surely it's him. And I'm telling you, my soul wanted that thing to happen so bad that I started having dreams, so-called prophetic dreams, saying that that was my husband when it wasn't. The truth is that that was just a soulish dream. That was never God. That was not God. And I acknowledge that and I, I pause here to say this to a lot of women and, and some men as well who go through this that oftentimes it's very dangerous when you're prophetic and you have a crush because sometimes the enemy can use that to lure you into a wrongful path when it comes to marriage and so I'm just truly grateful that God had stopped that and he didn't even allow it to get past the high you know God just allowed it to be a hello how are you and that was it but it really bothered me because here I was seeing this person I kept thinking that was my husband and I remembered one day whilst I was on the bus feeling sorry for myself and the Holy Spirit said to me he said Dana I love you so much okay I would never allow you to pour hot water in a plastic cup 
And I said, God, that is such a random illustration. The Holy Spirit says, you would never pour hot water in a plastic cup. Why would you why would you think that I, as your father, will allow you to go out with someone who does not have the capacity to 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 accommodate you? That's not the right word I'm looking for. But the Holy Spirit began to show me that and I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal. But he said, Dana, right now you're like hot water. And it, it would be wrong for me as a father to release you to someone who does not have the capacity to hold you. So right now you need to wait until I provide the person with thermal power to be able to handle the heat that comes with you. And I can honestly say that at the time, you know, when I heard that, I was still sad. But as the years have gone by, I realized that what I wanted at 25 is not what I want now at 30. And I'm so glad that God never answered that prayer. And so what I want to, what I want to encourage you and, and when I'm talking like this, I'm not just talking about, you know, rejection and, and I'm not talking just talking about capacity in terms of a romantic relationship. There are many of you who may have encountered rejection in environments, whether it's workplace, the church, you know, whether it's your family members, your friends, people who you thought would be with you forever, they're no longer there. And you're thinking, God, what is wrong with me that I can't hold a relationship? What is wrong with me that I can't you know, that I can't seem to hold people long enough in my life. And one of the things God began to deal with me said, Dana, it's all about capacity. When you understand that oftentimes people, they will be with you for a season. They will come, you know, in your, no, people, I said this in my book, Transition, How to Get From Here to a Place Called There. Some people, they come for a season. Some people, they come for a reason. And some people, they come for a whole lifetime. Okay. I even go as far, I went as far as, you know, taking Bishop T.D. Jake's message. And he said it, you have confidants comrades and constituents okay so comrades they are people who are for what you are for constituents are people who are against what you're against so when something is when when you're there fighting for fighting against something these people they come they join forces with you when that when that when that thing is over and done with they're gone comrades are also there they fight with you for what you want to fight for something good that you're striving for they're here they come it's like scaffolding they're only there for a season they come they help you once it's fulfilled they're gone but confidants these are lifetime people these are people they're not always in your life every day but you find that every time when you're about to hit a you know a milestone or you're about to to access something great in your life or even in your greatest tragedy these people are there they're there to laugh with you they're there to cry with you and so one of the things God began to deal with me says Dana you have to understand that I have literally given people capacity for different seasons of your life there are some people who are called to your root and there's some people who are called to your fruit. I learned this from Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Again, these are people that I listen to throughout my, my, my seasons of adversity. And I remember she said that she says, stop, you know, cutting people off. When you're saying, oh, you weren't there in my hard times. They weren't there in your hard times because they were not called to your root season. Nevertheless, they are called to your fruit season. So they have something to give to you whilst you're bearing fruit. And so one of the things I've had to learn is capacity. Not just capacity of other people, but also understanding my capacity as well. That I don't have the capacity for everyone. I don't have the ability, okay, to be able to accommodate everyone in my seasons. There are certain things that God will have me. There are seasons of my life when God would have me, you know, isolated, where he just wants me and him to be in fellowship. Where he just wants me, okay, to start to study and spend time and prepare for my next season. So what he will do is he will block other people from coming in to my secret place. And it's the same for you. And so that's when I got delivered from that spirit of rejection where, you know, 
you can tell a person who's in rejection because all they talk about is hate is this hate is that they talk about people who weren't there for them and if they will just understand the sensitivity of their season and recognize that you know what if you're not there it's because god didn't want you there that is how i was able to be delivered from bitterness that's how i was able to be delivered from anger because here's the thing i recognize that those people they are not here because god did not want them there and so i hope that helps that the next time you encounter a rejection you recognize that number one and this is this it takes maturity if you're immature in terms of your emotions and this is not me throwing shade by the way but if you're immature in your emotions you will always take a closed door as oh here we go again but if you are mature maturity will have you see a closed door as an opportunity for better and that comes to what I was talking about my relative who saw you know the post that I had put on Facebook three years ago and I said you know no it it positions you for better it positions you for greater sometimes God will allow certain things not to happen in your life because here's the thing he doesn't want those people to take the glory for where he's going to take you you know there's some people they see the greatness on you they see the potential in you and so they hover around you they try to suffocate you they try to be there because they want to take the glory for what God has done for you but out of God's love for you because he doesn't want anyone reminding you of what they did for you he wants to be the one to do because guess what he wants to be the only one who gets glory for you so oftentimes you find that you will go through a season of rejection you go through a season where you start to see recurring closed doors that is the purpose those doors have to close because guess what God doesn't want you to get comfortable I talk about my testimony that when I left university I went into a job seven months later that contract was only for a year so I ended that contract in January 2014 and from January 2014 to October 2017 oh no let's go back from January 2014 to January 2017 I was unemployed and I must have applied for almost 2,000 jobs the record shows it applying applying through agencies through these online you know job job sites and all manner of things and i kept applying some you know were like oh we love your application but you know we just don't we think you're you're overqualified i don't know what that means but i just wasn't getting the jobs and i couldn't understand but where i'm sitting right now and the things and what i'm doing you know professionally i'm like god i get it now i see why i couldn't get a yes then and so it's hard don't get me wrong there's still days when I went home there were days when I cried there were days when I literally wanted to flip a table there were days when I actually wanted to take my anger out on people because there were people who even though I was going through all the things I was going through I still looked successful on the outside I didn't look like what I was going through and even when I testified for the first time about the the darkness I was going through the lack of money not knowing how I was going to pay my rent people said to me you didn't look like you were going through that in fact people were jealous of me people thought that I had it all together and so one of the things that helped me go through that was again capacity I didn't have the capacity number two God did not want me to get comfortable because if I'd gotten comfortable in the law firm I would still be there working for peanuts because that's exactly what I was getting peanuts I was getting less than minimum wage how I survived on that I don't know but right now where I am is exactly where God has purpose for me to be and so it's the same for you that if you're on a journey of purpose you're on a journey of transition going to your place or there on your journey you're going to encounter rejection you're going to encounter misunderstandings you see i wish i had known this what the 30 year old dana knows dana esther knows now i wish i could tell my 21 year old self that listen stop worrying about what people think 
the, the amount of times like I tried so hard to be understood and here's the thing I failed miserably because there are some people they make it their goal to misunderstand you no matter how much you explain yourself no matter how much you say well God told me to do this or God told me to do that they will always set themselves to not see things the way you see it and that's okay because here's the thing we are all we are all allowed to have our own perspective it's not right for me to force you know my perspective on you and you know this is i'm going to say something so out there but when you find people who try to force their revelations or their their intellect on you that's actually intellectual rape rape is just basically you forcing someone against their will and so if you're literally forcing your ideas on someone that is actually intellectual rape and so i literally got to a place where i said you know what god no longer will i force myself on people force you know my ideas or force my perspective what i'm going to do is i'm just going to continue being that was one of the greatest deliverance for me the the ability to move and continue to 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 produce even in in the midst of misunderstandings even in the midst of accusations where people accuse me of all manner of things I don't care anymore and it's almost like that's the gift that God has given me for my 30th year where I've literally stepped into you know this this mindset of I don't care now don't get me wrong I will not go around and hurt people on purpose but what I'm not going to do is sit down and be safe just to accommodate other people's insecurities no 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 ma'am no sir this is a new season and so I just want to encourage you that when you're stepping out in your journey of purpose and when you're stepping out and moving into navigating your place called there you have to get ready to be misunderstood i said this quite a while ago that oftentimes growth you know growth can be misconstrued as rebellion oftentimes when you're growing and when you're expanding when you're stepping out okay and you're doing what god has told you to do oftentimes in the early days it's going to be seen as rebellion sometimes when you're busy walking outside of the box i'm an out of the box kind of person all my life from the time i i had I was able, you know, to understand and to perceive. I've always been someone who was out of the box. And so I'm the colour, I'm the colour outside of the lines kind of person. I don't I don't necessarily always walk within. And to some people, I'm kind of I'm the kind of person where I'm I'm always into rules. I follow rules. But oftentimes, you know, I'm what you call as in university, I studied conformity, you know, a part of, as a part of my psychology degree. And one of the things, you know, you find that there are certain people that they they go against conformity, they don't conform they always see things differently they do things differently and that's literally that those are real leaders they don't always go with the crowd they're not followers they're leaders they always go the opposite way and so that's always kind of been me and so for in the early years of me trying to step out and finding my own way the path that God has created for me I started attracting certain people who just literally they set themselves to misunderstand me and I remember that brought a lot of depression it brought a lot of you know literally me just almost feeling sorry for myself and and to an extent I started to dim my light I started making myself small and so a few years ago I spoke about this you know when you try to fit your feet that's you as a person into small environments and small mindsets you tend to get corns emotional corns just like when you're trying when you wear tight shoes you know ladies when you see a pair of shoes and you're thinking oh it's only a, a little bit tight but I can do it I can get away with it and you wear the tight shoes it looks cute 
on your feet but a couple of days later you pay the price because of the corns that start to form on your toes and it's the same thing emotionally when you try to force yourself into environments and into circles that do not have the capacity to accommodate you as a person the the greatness of who you are you start to you know you start to accumulate emotional corns and so for years I had corns on my heart I literally was trying to fit into places I was trying to literally I wasn't even asking people I was begging people to understand me every time I did something I was trying to rush to explain to the person who I had the most respect for and I was trying to get them to understand but after a few years I looked around I looked at my bank account I looked at things around me and I realized just how empty and broke I was I remember one day the Lord said to me says I want you to look at your bank account I want you to look at your bank statement look at all the bills that you have paid where are these people's names if you can show me where these people have paid your bills then you have a right to feel the way you do about them misunderstanding you and that's when I encountered see I didn't go on three days fasting it was just that moment where the Lord said I want you to look at your bank statement are these people's names on there did they pay your bills this month as far as I'm concerned you went to work and the money you made from working that's what paid your bills by the grace of God and so from this day on I want you to stop thinking about what other people think of you and let me just say this it has taken years to get to this place of liberty and freedom now I will not use this moment of freedom and liberty to hurt other people or to lead people down the wrong way because the Bible talks about that I can't remember the scripture I believe it's in Galatians chapter 3 verse 17 it talks about you having liberty but not using your liberty to then send someone else you know down the wrong path that's just my my um interpretation you know is i think it's that same scripture where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty okay but we don't use our liberty to then send other people to hell that's not what i'm saying here but what i'm saying is that there is freedom in knowing that jesus loves me and that jesus understands me and so that was one of the greatest things that i had to overcome throughout my years of literally of going through transition is always trying to please people and the lord had to remind me said Dana, the only person you have to please with your life is me and i as long as I'm pleased, as long as I have ordained you and I've, I've authorized you to do a thing, then it doesn't matter what other people think. Because here's the thing, people will always want to talk and talk about what you should do. And this is something I realized. They'll be there in the beginning telling you what you should and shouldn't do. But when it comes to the consequences, they are nowhere to be found. So when you disobey God and you're dealing with the consequences of your disobedience, these people are nowhere to be found. They're not there to help you. But then guess what? When you when you obey God and you do what you're supposed to do and you start to encounter the fruits, these same people will be like, oh, I knew you when. But you're the same person in the beginning that was saying, no, you don't do that. I don't think you should do that. Oftentimes you have to go through a season of being misunderstood before you start to produce the fruit. And when you start to produce the fruit, that's when these same people some of them will change their minds or they will try to find something else to find fault with you but that's none of your business and so one of the things that I've had to you know learn over this last decade is that what people think of me what people say about me it is none of my business so guys I've been talking a lot okay I have been talking a lot today but I just really wanted to share just some of the things that I believe had you know had made my well has built my foundation and has literally propelled me to where I am today is that just learning that literally rejection is about capacity sometimes you're rejected because you don't have the capacity sometimes you're rejected because they don't have the capacity to accommodate you oftentimes your season doesn't mean it's your timing so sometimes 
God will release you into an environment in the right season, but then he will hide you until it's your right time. Oftentimes you'll be anointed for a thing, but it's not yet your appointed time to manifest the anointing that God has placed on the inside of you. But what I'll say to you is that in those moments of being hidden, in those moments of being silent, in those seasons of ebbing, okay, when it's not time to flow, when you're just ebbing, that's the greatest thing you can do in those seasons is to prepare. And I can tell you right now that that's one of the greatest things that God has had me doing over this last decade. I realized that all the mistakes, all the things that I did, even times when I messed up, that was just literally a part. God used that as a part of my preparation process where I was literally being prepared. I was preparing. God was preparing my mind. He was preparing my spirit. He was preparing my soul, my body to get to the level that I'm on now. And I know there's greater because here's the thing. You're always becoming one of the final things. I just kind of summarize what I've said so far, but I think one of the, the, the biggest things that God did for me this year before I turned 30, he gave me the permission to become. And here is the thing. I remembered in January, I was saying, God, what do you want me to do for the kingdom this year? I remember the Lord said, I don't want you to do any events. I don't want you doing anything. I've said this so many times already, you know, in all my previous episodes. But one of the greatest things he said, he said, Dana Esther, all I want for you. Well, at the time I wasn't Esther yet. He said, I want you to be, just be. And I realized that for the last couple of years, a lot of the things that I did, a lot of the things that I produced, I did it from a place of doing and not being. And so as I started to become, and when I talk about becoming, I'm talking about, because remember we're trichotomy, man is a trichotomy, your spirit, soul and body. I realized that for years I was doing things in the flesh. I was doing things from a spiritual perspective in my flesh, but my soul was missing. My soul and my mind was so missing. And so in January, when the Lord gave me that commandment, he said, I want you to be he started to stitch me up that's what the silence was about he was stitching me up in my secret place he was aligning my spirit soul and body so that when I started to speak things started to happen oftentimes and I'm going to end it here we don't see manifestation because here's the thing we are speaking something spiritually but our body and our soul don't believe what we're saying and God recognizes that and so oftentimes that is where the delay is but God began to deal with me said Dana now when you speak because you're 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 going through a season of wholeness where I'm stitching you up all those places those traumatic places the places where you encountered trauma all the rejection all the abuse everything that you've been through over the last 29 years of living I'm now stitching you up and so I came to a place around March April May where things that I was saying I didn't even have to say that my mouth God began to make it happen and so I'm encouraging you with this is that allow God to process you there are things that people are seeing manifesting in my life and they're thinking oh you know why you've got this how comes because I've gone through the process oftentimes we're trying to skip the process to get the things that God has for us and that's one of the greatest things that God has one of the the not final there's so many more things where you're gonna have to wait for the book to come out that process is key process will allow you to keep the promises of God even longer if you if you enter a realm or if you get access to a place where you have not been processed for you stand a higher chance of losing it if you think about a clay I did pottery when I was in college when you think about a clay when I was making and forming the clay into a vase or a vase as some of you call it I remembered my teacher saying to me, this has got to go through the furnace because if it doesn't go through the furnace, it's not able to hold anything. So it's the furnace that, that, that hardens the vase. And that is what, that's what gives it capacity so that if you want to pour water in it, you want to put your flowers in it, you can do that. 
but if I just started using that clay pot without putting it through the furnace it would have been of no use some of you are going through the fire because God has use for you there is something that God wants to use you for but he has to put you through the furnace in order for you to build your capacity because if you don't have capacity then you can't be used for anything so guys I just want to say God bless you thank you so much for listening to as light as day with your host Dana Esther Ferrin so I found a new um link on my platform what I'm going to do is when I upload this podcast where you know whatever wherever you're listening to it hopefully you know you can reach out to me on social media you can reach out to me on Facebook as Dana Esther Ferrin on Instagram at Dana Esther and what I'm going to do is I can share the link and so you can actually ask questions so if there's anything that you want to ask me you can ask me via that link and then what I will do is the next episode or whenever I will just you know we can do like a Q&A in fact no we're not going to do that we're going to do every last you know last I would say last Wednesday I know today's Monday um, but I normally record on Wednesdays so every last Wednesday of the month we're going to do like a Q&A session and you can post your questions so what I'll do is I'll post the link you know on social media like a week or so before and you can ask me all your questions and then on that day we're just going to do like a Q&A session and I will answer your question so guys thank you so much for listening to as light as day with your host Dana Esther Ferrin I pray that these nuggets have blessed you and I know it was probably a bit all over the place but I literally had to share these are some of the core things that God has taught me um, throughout the years and I just pray that as God has used those things to build me and to release me to seasons of promotion I pray that it will be a blessing um, for you reach out to me you know inbox me dm me send me a message and tell me how much this podcast has blessed you god bless you take care goodbye